And welcome to the Power of Singing podcast, which we hope will encourage you to take up singing or keep singing or at least listen to singing. Our panel is made up of the five members of the Santosha Voice Group, Heather Fetro, Joseph Gaudete, Joyce Wells, Rich McKinney, and myself, Susan Mohini-Kane. First introductions. We'll start with Heather Fetro, a professional classical soprano and teacher from the Washington, D.C. area who specializes in music by women composers and who is an active freelance soprano in the classical world. Welcome, Heather. Thanks, Susan. Great to be here. Awesome. Next, we have Joseph Garate, an excellent tenor and teacher who does many classical gigs all over Southern California and who's the lead singer and writer for the band Diamonds. Joseph writes deeply personal songs. Joseph is passionate about music for folks with special needs and is also a DJ. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you so much. Next, we have Joyce Wells, who is a beautiful singer and songwriter and vocal coach from upstate New York. After teaching music in elementary school for many years as well, she's turned her focus now to her program that she calls Enjoy Your Sound. Through this, she guides people to discover and connect with their unique voices for speaking and for singing. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I was very excited about this. Awesome. And next, Rich McKinney, who is a composer, a pianist, and a choral conductor from Missouri, the show me state, who uh, Rich used to be a beautiful singer himself before he lost his vocal cords to Agent Orange exposure in Vietnam. Rich has a YouTube channel and has posted close to a thousand piano pieces and is currently teaching composition and composing for local choirs. Welcome, Richard. Thank you very much. Glad to be here as well. Awesome. <clears throat> My name is Susan Mohini Kane, and I'm a former opera singer and college professor turned singer, songwriter, and teacher, both online and here in the Los Angeles area. I'm the founder of the Santosha Voice Group, LLC, which provides information, inspiration, and opportunities around singing that are eminently doable and accessible to all. Everyone in this group today believes that singing and the resulting music that we make is powerful and life-transforming, and we'd love for you to join in. Our topic for these first five podcasts is the life-affirming, life-transforming, life-changing moments each of us has had in our own lives personally because of singing. Each of us will share our personal stories and then share a recording of ourselves singing a song that illustrates that story. Each of us also has a question for the others on the same topic, so we'll have a little informal discussion following each song. Heather Fetro will kick off our series with her story, song, and question entitled The Power of Music to Create Community. Here is Heather Fetro. Go, Heather. Thank you, Susan. So I'm um, very honored to share my story with you today about my life-affirming experience of singing. It all began, as it does with many of us, with my grandparents. We were watching The Sound of Music, which is a film I loved as a child. And I, one of my favorite songs was So Long, Farewell, where all the children sing and then all the adults sing back to them, right? And that was like still my ideal of an ideal world, you know, that the children sing and all the adults answer in affirming, beautiful, musical ways. So um, I did not fall asleep easily as a child myself. My parents loved to tell the story of driving me around in the car over and over again to get me 
to fall asleep. But music was always very soothing to me. And I actually listened to a recording of the American Boy Choir um, several times before I went to sleep at night. I fell in love with that sound and always wished I was a boy at that time so I could have joined the boy choir and sung along. Um, this became a theme for me, um, understanding gender um, in relation to the arts, too. Later on, I wrote a song um, when I was nine. And I just wrote down all the words on the church chalkboard, all the verses and had a brilliant time doing that. And um, then it was performed by the children's choir at my church, actually, which is very shocking to me that people took it seriously. And uh, the local newspaper wrote an article about me and the song. And I still remember, I still have that article. It said there had even been some women composers throughout history. And I said, right, like, some, you know, like it's not normal for women to write music. And so that was a little bit of a couple of my first tastes of the fact that, yeah, we don't hear as much about women composers in the, the classical um, canon of music. And so um, one of the things I, I found as I went through school was that, yeah, you just did perform them. I probably performed one or two pieces by a classical female composer. Um, and I was sometimes told things like, oh, with your conducting gesture, try to make it more masculine. Well, they never say that to a man, try to make it for more feminine. So there was a real double standard out there. And um, it finally came to a head for me when I did Susan's workshop about um, uh, five, five, six years ago now. And I understood that there was a need to get the, the women composers heard much more. And I coached with a wonderful soprano, Dr. Julianne Baird. We were doing Elijah by Mendelssohn. And she said to me, you know, there's Fanny Mendelssohn songs too. I said, oh yeah, nobody ever has recorded them or maybe they have, you know. So I just, for me, it became a real journey of discovery of these women composers. And it continues today um, so much that, the, the life, you know, affirming and life transforming part for me was when I released my first album of songs, not just all women composers, but again, my ideal world, right? Women composers next to their male counterparts so that there's a dialogue and that there's this also happened um, in the same way that in The Sound of Music, the children sing and then the adults sing too. You know, there's a real communication. They're trying to understand and trying to become whole as a community. Um, this wonderful album. I was honored to release, um, actually got a review in opera news and in some contemporary music publications at the time. And I'm continuing the work today with a new project called the Penelope project, which is going to work with contemporary women composers. We're actually hoping to film the first video next year, next season. Um, and so that's, that's my story and I continue to live it today. And I wanted to ask the, oh, I want to actually first share a song, um, from that album with you, which is one of Amy Beach's songs. And this is a quote by Amy Beach. She says, music is the superlative expression of life experience and woman by the very nature of her position is denied many of the experiences that color the life of man. So this song is a lullaby, a nighttime song, and it's called a fairy lullaby. Thank you. 
I now have a question for the group, and I'm just curious, anybody who can start who would like to, what is the greatest benefit of singing in your life today? Um, For me, that was a really easy question, Heather. And first of all, beautiful singing on that recording. It's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that and for sharing your stories. So cool. Um, For me, it's literally health. If And it always has been. I always, when I am singing and I'm really working on music and I'm performing, then I have to eat well and I have to sleep well and I have to hydrate. I can't have any bad feelings towards anybody and I have to just be calm. And uh, so for me, it's health. So that's why I think singing is one of the healthiest activities on planet. I totally, uh, totally agree. I totally understand that. Who else has a comment? I'll say that um, for me, it's, it is the connection to my heart. When I sing, it actually informs me what is going on inside. I've, I, I've always had that experience since I was, since I was a child. Um, and, and in that way, it's also makes it so that I think singing is something that conveys the heart to other people. And so that, that those two things working together are, are what, what make it important for me. What makes it work. It's really wonderful. I'm so glad. And for me is the, uh, the original music, uh, the voices, the original music and instruments, you know, only imitate those sounds. Um, and it is such a raw and personal expression. You can look and learn and read and think that's why it sounds bad. So uh, it's such a raw personal experience. And um, I really think I understand well the value of the voice. Thank you. That's beautiful. When I read your question, I was tempted to be a little bit cynical and say, well, on, fr- frankly, it, it allows me to make a living, you know, and, and that's that, it, was cool a temp- too. it was a, it was a temptation. And I, and I, but, but then I realized that, that, I mean, you know, there's another side to that coin, which is <clears throat> if that were the most important thing, then, you know, I could have, you know, and some, an admin job, I could work at a restaurant, I could do other things. And so, but I realized that, that I would be so unhappy. So to kind of follow in, in some of the, uh, you know, similar to what Susan said, it, it's a, about health for me, but uh, um, on my end, kind of more of a, a, I don't know, a spiritual health and, 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 and uh, just, if I, I would be so unhappy every day if I didn't have the ability to make music. I invested early on in my voice that just, it became that, that was going to be my instrument um, primarily, but if I wasn't able to do it as many hours of the day as I, I could now, then I'd be so, so profoundly unhappy. So I'm so glad. And I have way too many answers to this question. So I just had to pick one. Um, I think the greatest benefit is actually when I, when I sing, I connect with other people 
And I do sometimes connect with myself. I love Joyce's answer too. But I think that as I think back through my life, I was somewhat shy as a child and singing always brought me out of my shell. And it still does actually, whenever I feel a bit off, I just start singing and it immediately lifts me and my spirits. And then that in turn, I see it lifts other people's spirits too. And so that's something that is such a unique gift. And I did nothing to deserve that. I'm just very humbled and honored that it comes through me despite me a lot of times. So yeah, it's so true. So thanks for answering my question. I'm going to turn it over to Joseph now to tell us his story. So head on over to our episode number two to hear the next story, song, and discussion on the transforming power of singing. To learn more about our illustrious panel members, please visit our website at santoshavoicegroup.com. That's S-A-N-T-O-S-H-A voicegroup.com. You are invited to join us for a live Q&A session following the release of each Power of Singing episode. The follow-up for this episode will be led by Heather Fetro and be on the topic of Strategies for Dealing with Performance Anxiety. We hope you can join us. See the links on this podcast information page for more details. And to misquote Leanne Rhymes, when you get the chance to sit it out or sing, we hope you sing. See you next time.